Hi, I'm Cheryl Sitz, and today we're going to learn about a five-step method that can be used with emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping, to resolve chronic conditions and persistent problems at their root causes. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, my website, journeyofpossibilities.com, youtube.com slash Cheryl Sitz, and soon on Spotify. Week after week, it's our mission to help you explore holistic spiritual ways to transform your life from the inside out naturally. We'll speak with today's guest, Sandy Newbigging, in just a moment. I wanted to make sure to tell you about a class I'm putting together that's available to you anywhere in the world you are. It's coming up on May the 19th, and I'm going to do it via Zoom. It's a three-hour class, and here's what happened. Spirit really guided me to put something together to help with the overwhelm that many people are feeling as we open up to our psychic gifts, as we're more empathic than ever, and we're feeling everybody's stuff and hearing everything in the ethers and in the world. It can be a lot. So this is going to be a class on managing all of that. You can get all the details on my website, journeyofpossibilities.com slash events. Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance and I have invested a lot of time, energy, and yes, money too, into creating high quality podcasts every week just for you. If you find these beneficial, could you show us some love and support? Your contribution of any amount is deeply appreciated at journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. Mario, we've been sharing these amazing people we meet on our journey for week after week. It's been a long time now. I think we're approaching 250 episodes. How long have we been at this? We've been here since 2012 on this podcast. And what do you guys think? Are you enjoying the content? How about you? Have you actually thought about doing one also? I know when I started with Cheryl, Cheryl was like, what in the world is a podcast? (laughs) And I thought it was an excellent way for her to get her message out. And I want to share this with you also. So if if you want a podcast or if you've been contemplating, what kind of message would you want to put out in a podcast? And I start you from the beginning, just like I started with Cheryl. So why not contact me at marioversales.net or at techlifebalance.net. Thank you so much. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. Sandy Newbigging is a coaching and meditation expert, the creator of Calmology, the author of books such as Mind Calm, Body Calm, Calm Cure, and his latest, Mind Detox. Shaped by thousands of hours of clinical practice, his work has been featured on media around the world. He facilitates retreats and trainings as the founder of Calm Academy and lives between the UK and Spain, traveling widely. But you can always find him online at sandynewbigging.com and right here with us today. Thank you for joining us, Sandy. 
My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on your great show. Oh, I'm so glad that you could join us. I like to give our guests a chance, our listeners a chance to get to know our guest as a person kind of behind the scenes more than we talk about really the practices. So if we can start there, this book was that, that you're going to talk about with us today, Mind Detox, that was kind of coming back home for you after writing several other books to share more of your personal healing story and practice, right? Exactly. I, Mind Detox is my 12th book. Um, and I felt when I was going to write it that it was time I really had to share some very intimate uh, personal uh, stories of my own uh, exploration using the method that I teach in the book. And it was uh, a big deal, to be completely honest. You know, I hadn't realized up until sitting down to write the book that I'd been keeping certain parts of myself secret. Um, Yes, it's fine to have a private life, but I was actually scared to share certain aspects of myself because for the fear of of other people not loving me because there were aspects of my life that I didn't love either. And so it was a very big healing journey for me to write the book because I learned to love aspects of my past and myself that previously I had rejected or resisted. And so when I sat down, uh, it was actually the first time I ever had writer's block with any of my books. Um, But once I got that fear out of the way, um, I was able to... um, Share what I'm a book that I'm very proud of. You know, it, it, I, I th- I'm getting a lot of feedback from people saying that they can relate to the stories, that re- they really talk to their, them at a deep level. And so that makes it all worthwhile. So you do share a lot of personal stuff. Can you just give us a glance at some of the deeper healing aspects of you that they, this was helpful for you in sharing and healing so that we can know a little bit about what you've come through in your life? Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, well, I have secretly struggled with anxiety, an eating disorder, uh, relationship problems, uh, health issues. Uh, There's been a number of, you know, things. I could feel lonely in a room full of people. Uh, And it didn't matter how many people told me that they liked me. I never truly believed them. And I I really existed like an island, um, never really truly letting people in and never trusting that people actually cared. And so I, I kind of lived... A very individualistic and and separate from 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 love and connection with other people. And so, when I came to 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 do to explore uh, the book and share some stories, I literally start with my story from birth. Um, when when I was born, um, I was taken from my mother almost instantly uh, because I was a rather concerning color of blue. I was a very big baby. I was ten pounds to be precise. Uh, chubby would be an understatement. And I basically was left uh, from about two in the morning right through until 10 in the morning when my mom said, where's my baby? You know, you said you'd bring him back hours ago for feeding and it was brought him. Now, although that was an innocent oversight from the hospital staff, I didn't know that then. And the feelings I were experiencing at the time were already forming my uh, early on belief system. And that's why I've discovered, you know, doing all this work is that although we don't necessarily have words when we're first born or in our early years, um, we, we have feelings. And these feelings are forming uh, our belief system from the get-go or earlier, as we might talk about later. And so um, I had to resolve the, the, the belief that I was unwanted. You know, that's what I picked up from birth and that's what was playing out. And that was impacting all my relationships because I ultimately believed that I was unwanted. And so, so it didn't matter what people said, I would uh, 
filter reality in a way that would cause me to experience this life on my own island of loneliness. I can totally relate to that. I've, I'm adopted. I was taken from okay. my mother at birth and it was several months before I was adopted. And so I had loving hands on me, but they weren't my mother's. And mm -hmm. there were long, long gaps in between there. And it does shape the way you relate to other people in the world. And and, and a lot of things happened since then. So there were a lot of points that you touched on in the book that I could relate to. And you kind of said something just now that I'd like to go back and pick up on because I already got your permission before we went into the interview that you were comfortable <laughs> with me asking you this. So in my coaching work, I've, I've had clients come to me with things that's the root causes may not have been for them in this lifetime. They identify times in past lives that come up. And I didn't find that in your work, in your book. Do you believe in past lives and, and that, that being a root cause? I believe that we're not just had past lives, but I believe that uh, we are eternal. Um, we have these temporary physical bodies, but who we really are, the underlying nature of the self is, is eternal and has had thousands of uh, opportunities to have a human existence. And so it goes without saying that um, sometimes... Uh, a cause can occur in a past life or up the family tree or, or in some previous generation or whatever. What I would say is that I'm also a meditation teacher. I'm also uh, actually a monk. I've dedicated my life to uh, meditation and finding peace and, and waking up. And I've done thousands of hours of personal meditation over the last 10 years. And, and my experience of time has changed. Instead of th considering time as linear, uh, I experience much more that t everything is happening now. Yes. And so if you, if you change something now, you change it for all time and space. Yes. And, and so you don't have to necessarily, in my opinion, go back in your mind or whatever uh, to previous lifetimes. If you heal it in this lifetime, then you can heal it for all lifetimes. You can, the, the point of power, the moment where the only time you can heal is right here. And right now, and so that's really my my take on on the whole uh, thing because I believe we've been the things keep cropping up lifetime after lifetime. Yes, <laughs> and for us for us to heal it in this lifetime, and and so you know it may be uh, we may have had a similar experience in a different you know body in a different lifetime or whatever, but we're being given the same gift of the same awakening, the same learning, the same things we need to evolve beyond and transcend. And so if you heal it for this lifetime, you can heal it for all time and space. That is a very impressive answer. I definitely resonate <laughs> with that. So I'm excited to hear cool. your response on that. And that makes sense to me. So in essence, if I'm understanding you correctly, we don't have to go to the root cause 15 lifetimes ago or between lifetimes or wherever in the heck we were. If we get to the earliest experience of that in this lifetime and clear it, that should clear it for us. Well, that's my experience. When I first started doing Mind Detox over 10 years ago, I, I did get my clients to uh, explore in the womb, uh, which is this lifetime, but, they, you know, uh, past uh, family tree or past generations. And we did actually work there, and it worked uh, very effectively. But as I developed my own relationship with the present moment and changed my relationship with time in general, it became clear to me that we can actually just work in this lifetime and so I started just using this lifetime as the place to find the root cause. And we had the same results. And so it, it doesn't, it doesn't, you can if you want to, but you don't have to go into past lives. 
That's good to know. I feel it's more empowering because sometimes we can, you know, almost be a victim to something that happened in another lifetime, you know, yes. and, I, and I want to do everything I can to empower people. And so I want them to know that you have the ability to heal and change and transform in this lifetime. You don't have to be a victim to what may have happened in the past, whether that passes this lifetime or before. Well, and it saves us having to wade back and wonder if we can actually get to the root cause and did I get it right and did I get it all? And I mean, it just seems a lot cleaner. <laughs> yeah, where I'm from, we have a phrase in Scotland, the, the proof is in the pudding. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I, I base it on results. You know, if, if, the, if, we, if they're working on a physical condition and the condition heals uh, and we've worked on this lifetime, then we can assume it's resolved. Um, and the same goes for emotional issues or, you know, um, mental th thought patterns that are being reoccurring, and also life circumstantial stuff. So just to share with our listeners, this book has a very simple, yet maybe not as simple as it sounds, five-step process that we can get mm -hmm. back to the root cause and clear and release emotional trauma, physical pain and trauma, physical recurring ailments, any of those things. And that's what we're talking about. That's the power of this book that Sandy Newbigging has written called Mind Detox. So Sandy, do you ever encounter people telling you, but I have trouble just sitting down and coming up with these answers. I, it's like I'm blocking myself. It's like I'm afraid and I can't get clarity. Does that ever come up? Only if they're second guessing themselves, because we know the answer, you know, uh, we just don't often trust our first answer. And so if a person can use the technique and answer the questions that are provided and trust their first answer that comes to mind, then they will find the answer. Let me give you an example. Uh, the first question is all about helping you find the root cause age. Okay. Yes. Now, sometimes people um, just give a number like 12 or whatever, but they don't know the event yet. They don't know why they said 12. It's just that's the first number that came to mind. That's, the, that's how you use this method. You trust the first thing because the next question is very carefully uh, worded to help you recall the event that happened at that time. And then and we go in from there. So if you can trust the process and don't try and jump ahead, you know, so basically if, you, if you're trying to jump ahead, you'll be trying to answer question two before you've answered question one, you know, by, so whenever I'm with a client and they say they don't know, it's usually because a number's come to mind, but they can't yet think of, a, of an event. But if they just give me the number, we will every time be able to find the event they need, they need to work on. That's interesting. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Who is this book recommended for? Who's your ideal? I mean, I can see a million uses for it, but are you ever asked like, well, how do I know if this book is really going to help me? If something negative is happening to your body, emotions or life, and you don't know why, that's really the niche that this book is for uh, and the method itself. I've had a chance to train practitioners in this method in 25 plus countries. And, and I, that is time and time again, the reason why they want you to learn it and why their clients want to work with them. Because we've got something happening in our body, we've been given a diagnosis, but we've not been told why, we've just been told a name for the symptoms that we have, for example. You know, usually when I ask uh, my clients if they come to, with a condition, what did your doctor say? They'll usually say answers like age, wear and tear, bad luck, it runs in the family and things like that. And, and these are not actually really explaining the cause as to why uh, you've created the condition. We're really just getting kind of just general kind of possible ideas as to why it might have happened. But really, you know, my strong observation uh, through hundreds of, of people work, working, you know, I was on TV in 30 countries and I basically lived out of a suitcase for 10 years 
traveling around the world doing mind detoxes, okay? So having worked with a lot of people uh, on this, uh, you've, we have to be empowered when it comes to our health. And for that, we need to recognize that my mind and my life circumstances are having an impact on my body. What's happening uh, in my environment, in my mind, in my emotions is having an impact on my body. You don't have to believe in the mind-body connection. It's a scientific fact that, you know, you can watch a movie and you find tears rolling down your face. That's the mind-body connection. You can get nervous about something and get butterflies in your stomach. Mind-body connection. You can get embarrassed and get a red face. Mind-body connection. The mind-body connection is always happening. And so we, um, if we assume that there's only physical causes for physical conditions, then we're very limited in our options. We, we only really can rely on drugs or operations or some sort of physical exercise or diet change or whatever. But if we are open that, to the possibility that, that there's something going on behind the scenes that I need to uncover and resolve, and that can help me, uh, my body to heal, uh, and it all same goes for emotions and life circumstances as well, then, then we're much more empowered again. I don't know why I keep saying this empowered word today. It seems to be the theme uh, of, this in, of this conversation. But, but I really want people to, to know they have a choice. Uh, and that's, for me, what empowerment is. You know, empowerment equals choice. If you feel you're lacking choice, we're normally feeling like a victim or feeling restricted or limited. So, you know, we're wanting to increase our choices. So I invite anybody listening to this to, to consider, you know, is there something in your life, in your body, in your emotions, in your behaviors that are hap that's happening and you don't know why. And if you want to know why, then this book can really generally help. I am all about the mind-body connection. And, and I love Louise Hayes' work. She's done a lot to really expand awareness, at least in the West here, about the mind-body connection and emotions mm -hmm. being at the root of a lot of physical pain. How far mm -hmm. do you take that? Is all physical pain and disease and illness emotion-based? Or is there some that this this method won't work for like arthritis or some of these degenerative things that people get when they get older no i mean i, I never like to make uh, complete uh, sweeping statements and absolutes and saying all but i have seen so many conditions including things like arthritis um heal uh, as a result of it um, you know it's it's like i said the more you explore uh, the mind not just the mind body connection but the mind itself and if you're into meditation things and you're exploring consciousness, you see that the body is really a physical manifestation of consciousness. Yes. The body is just vibrating at a different frequency to, to the mind and thoughts. You know, if you think about it this way, our thoughts are non-physical, but they become physical uh, when they turn into emotions. Yes. Okay. And the combination of like the, the emotions are like the first movement that we have within ourselves from the non-physical to the physical. And everyone in this listening to this has had emotions in the last week. So we, they've all experienced this magical phenomenon of transforming non-physical into something physical. It's, it's, we're, we're, we're walking, talking miracles. It's incredible. And so it's not a massive leap to go, well, if if a thought can turn into a, a neuropeptide, that a molecule of a, literally a molecule, um, then my body might also be impacted in different ways through my thoughts and my emotions and my attitudes and things like that. So 
that, that's that's kind of my the best answer I've got right now for for that great question. <laughs> well, that's a great answer. Thank you for that. I guess you know we're so used to thinking that aging is real and disease and illness comes with aging, and we've bound all that together as kind of an inevitability, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. We're a part of this awakening is realizing that it's not. Do we get to a place where we're so far down the line with some of these? ailments that that it takes a while for us to reverse the process or once we get to the emotion does it just start to shift powerfully i i've seen transformations happen very quickly obviously everyone uh, evolves and wakes up at their own pace you know it, it, it is a large element of grace involved and rightness involved in someone's spiritual awakening and evolution however at the same time uh, again Quite often people will come and say, it's going to be harder for me because I'm older. And, and I'll say to them, it doesn't have to be the case because you're, you're, as far as your body is concerned, it's switched it on in a, in a moment and it can switch it off in a moment. And it doesn't have to, make, take, you have, it doesn't have, to have this big process in the middle that our, our mind wants to make, this, make it harder than it necessarily has to be. And so irrespective of what age you have, you can change and you can change now. I like that. The, again, empowering. Yes, that is our theme today. This is a very empowering <laughs> book and, and system. So you mentioned using tapping with this or emotion freedom technique. Can you speak mm-hmm. to let our listeners know why that's such a great combination? Yeah, so the listeners that know emotional freedom technique or tapping, that's where you're, you tap on different marine points in the body and it helps to release uh, stores, stuff, and toxic energy and things. It... it I love that technique. It's a very powerful, it, no, no belief is required. As long as you're willing to play with it, it can work for you. And what I found is that there are thousands of, of people using EFT tapping, but they can do it more effectively, in my opinion. Because often when you're, we're taught tapping or EFT, um, we're just kind of just taught tapping on the first thing that comes to our mind. We might say this, this anger or this sadness or this arthritis or this... Uh, he- headache or, or this pain or whatever and we're just kind of tapping on whatever we can you know think of to tap on what mind detox does is it helps you to find the root cause reason now the root cause reason is a short statement it's step three of the method once you found the age once you found the event you then explore why what happened was a problem for you and you end up with a short statement that consists of the emotions you felt at the time in your life and the ultimate reason why you felt that way very simple if you think about it. So once you've got that root cause reason, that is actually the root cause reason for what's happening in your emotions or your physical body or whatever. If you tap on that, tapping is, is even more effective if you're tapping on the right thing. Does that make sense? It does. You explained that very well. So cool. would, you. would you like to, thank you, would you like to give a couple of examples of some cases where this has been a very powerful transformation for people that you've worked with in specific illnesses or conditions? There was one lady that comes to mind when you're asking the question, and I share her story in the book. Um, she actually attended a Mind Ducks workshop that I was running a few years ago. And she put her hand up at the end and said, you know, um, can you do a demo on me? I was like, sure, why not? Long story short, she had a phantom pain uh, in her stomach. She she tried everything to get rid of it over a number of years and nothing had got rid of it. So when I asked her what the root cause was, she went back to a childhood memory when she had um, 
she'd ran away from nursery that you know the nursery she went to as a little child and her house was the house opposite the nursery so it was a kind of little street and she ran home to see her mum, but her mum wasn't there so the memory was her crying on the doorstep okay so that's the root cause event we then explored the root cause reason where she said i was terrified because i was uh, abandoned and she burst out into tears and um, we, we knew we'd found the, the root cause reason yeah. i then asked her i then asked her so what can you know now if you'd known it then you'd never have felt abandoned in the first place and she said well actually i was the one that ran away from nursery and she burst out laughing so sometimes you have really simple examples like that where you you have the root cause reason and then you have the obvious antidote learning to that root cause reason does that make sense yes and and so you know she realized that day she wasn't abandoned she she'd uh, the one that was she was the one that actually ran away and so we, we left it at that and the workshop ended and she went home well I got a call the next day saying that the pain had gone away and she was completely amazed by it and uh, that was all great news I got a call a year later, and this is why I want to tell you this story, because a year later she called me up and said, the pain is still away. I'd like to take you out for lunch to celebrate the year anniversary of the pain going away. <laughs> and we'd been in touch a few times throughout the year, and so I was like, sure, that sounds like a fun thing. And so we're out there, and we're just chatting away, and she said some really interesting things. She said, observations I've had over the last year are a couple, two major ones. Obviously, the pain went away. But the two major ones were, number one, I the jealousy has dissolved from my marriage. I, I used to get very jealous of my husband and the jealousy disappeared. And she realized that because she'd healed the belief that she was abandonable, <laughs> you know, she, was, she had this belief that she'd been carrying, that she was abandoned. Because she healed the belief that she was abandonable, and she, there was no need to search her environment unconsciously for potential threats. And that was showing up as a symptom of jealousy. Does that make sense so far? It does. Yeah. And then the second change she'd had was she'd actually left her job. She'd been working at a big pharmaceutical company. Um, and she said to me that she left her job because she realized she'd previously been scared to be out on her own. And she used these words. And I, I laughed and said, do you realize what you just said? She says, what do you mean? I said, you were scared to be out on your own. You just described the event that happened when you were out on the doorstep on your own. And and so we had a laugh and, and, and we, we, she got to see that not only did, did making this change in her belief system impact her health, but it also impacted her relationships and her career. And so that's just, I think that's a really simple, obvious kind of example of how when you change the mind, you can transform uh, many things. It is a great example. I guess for the skeptic, possibly, it seems like really it can be that fast because like for myself, there have been times where I've looked at the way that I've looked at something in the past. And, and a lot of times what's emotional isn't logical. So I will laugh and think, well, that's really silly that I felt that way when obviously that wasn't the case. So what is the difference between that and the work that we're doing in your system that actually clears it? It's a really good question. And I have to say what I said before. This also does come back to uh, ripeness of the person and uh, grace as well. So, you know, everyone's on their, a different stage in their journey. And, and they, you know, what I've found with my detox is sometimes it can be as simple as, as that example. And obviously I shared it because it's a simple example for a show like this, right. uh, you know, where I can try to communicate in a few words uh, what it can do. But also what I find in reality, there's, there's, it's often you have what's called a root cause cluster. Uh, and that's where you can have either a combination of root cause reasons 
or a combination of different root cause events in your life which are combining, clustering together to create a particular issue for you. And so I think it, it can also be more complex than maybe I'm giving the example of, you know, with, with that person. Um, but either way, it's still worth uh, exploring and seeing what you discover. Absolutely. Well, that's the that's the best part of it all is this book is very simple to read. There are lots of examples that can be relatable for the reader. And why not try it? Because you never know what you're going to find. And and maybe that is a, a process of tapping back into that a few different times from a few different angles mm-hmm. to get to the final undercurrent thread that ties them all together. Exactly. And in the book, I actually share uh, about two different stories, two different events from my own life that I actually had to work on to heal something. So I, I never want to give the impression it's always just one event for one problem. You know, it can be uh, a few things in our life, but it's not many things. That's what I would like to see. You know, it's normally like a few core beliefs that are combining, that aren't aren't serving us. They're what I call toxic beliefs. Yes. And, and they're having a negative impact on our health, wealth, and, and success. A moment ago when you were speaking, were you saying rightness or ripeness? I may have misunderstood. I was saying ripeness and grace. Okay, yes. Now that makes sense. I thought you were saying rightness, and I was like, what does he mean, rightness? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's a Scottish accent. (laughs) I love it. It sounds great. Well, what have we not touched on about the book that you would like to share with listeners? What else would you like the listener to know about this book that I haven't asked you? Well, I, I think what's really nice is there's a part of the book that we start talking about the love lesson and the freedom formula, and I think there are really nice couple chapters that or near the end of the book, but um, it, it can have a big impact when people start to, you know, recognize that, you know, I've done a lot of uh, one-on-one mentoring, and at, at the heart of many people's root cause reasons is the belief that they're either not loved, they're not good enough. You know, th- this is not news. This is shown up in other people's work as well. It seems to be a, a common theme in humanity. Yes. And one of the reasons people struggle uh, with, with love and worthiness and, and enoughness is that they're often uh, got the direction of their love the wrong way around. And so in the book, I talk about how we're kind of conditioned growing up to have an outside in love, to, to look for love on the outside, try to take it from uh, people or by prestige or positions in society and stuff. When actually, if you want to really experience love, we need to find it within and have a more of an inside out love. And so I share the love lesson, which is simply you feel love when you give love. And and if someone can play with that in their life, it can have a mass impact on themselves. Because often if if we're exploring the root causes, it's because someone didn't love them enough. You know, they weren't there for them. They didn't show love. They didn't give them evidence that they were lovable or whatever, you know. And if you can actually start to explore, well, I feel love when I give love, then there's no limit on how much love I can give. Therefore, there's no no limit on how much love I can experience in this lifetime. And you can heal a huge amount of things just from that one change of direction of of love in your life. So that, that's something I'd really love to uh, make sure people uh, take from, from, from this conversation and, and the book ultimately. Yes, I enjoyed that part. Thank you for bringing that up. And I, I can't believe I didn't. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's a good part. You're welcome. Well, as we start to wrap this up, I want to thank the listener for being patient when we've had a little bit of sound issues here and there. This is an international conversation that we're having today. So I'm glad for technology, but it has its glitches here and there. But Sandy, before I let you go, is there something, a parting thought that you'd like to leave listeners with today? 
Ultimately, the ultimate root cause reason is uh, having a bit of an identity crisis. Uh, we often believe we're someone or something that we're not. We, we believe our, we are our thoughts, our, our emotions, our physical body, our life circumstances. And when we rediscover who we really are, this underlying nature of this permanent, unchanging self, we discover that the inner presence that we are, this inner presence of being, is love, is peace is wholeness and is healed. And so my invitation, which I share at the end of the book with the Freedom Formula, is to, yes, change your mind. Yes, aim to fix things, improve things, change things about your life, but also become a master of, of contentment, a master of, of knowing who you are, a master of being present. And if you can play with rediscovering this inner self that's that's resident within you all the time but we're often distracted from it if we can rest into that we discover that who we really are was never broken and who we really are is whole and complete exactly as we are that's a fabulous parting thought that is the underlying premise of this show in transforming life from the inside out that's the paradox there's nothing to fix once you get to the root of it all right <laughs> exactly exactly but we all are, we're all on our own journeys to, to that place. And along the way, we have the right uh, and the choice to help our body to heal, to improve our emotions, to heal any behaviors that are destructive to us, to change things about our life circumstances. We're here to play and explore what it's like to be human. And, and through the process of that, we just, don't want to make, we just want to make sure we don't forget to also uh, take the journey home to the heart of now and, and discover who we really are and that really, for me, is the hero's journey. Yes, absolutely. We've been talking with Sandy Newbigging, author of Mind Detox. Get your copy today. And we hope you liked the show. Let us know what you thought. You can drop us a note anytime, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. And we'll see you next week for Exploring Possibilities.